Hi, I'm Lyndon Phillips from Prime Real Estate Phuket. You're listening to the Phuket Property Podcast. Each episode, I'll be talking to property developers and property resellers around Thailand and asking them questions that you, the buyer and investor, want to know the answers to. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Phuket Property Podcast with me, Lyndon Phillips, and I'm here today with a long-time resident of the island, Mr. John Howard. John's been on Phuket acting in a legal capacity for many, many years. Good morning, John. How are you? Very good, Lyndon. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. John, just just to kick us off, um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to Phuket, um, and what you've been doing in the past, etc., etc. All right. Well, I've been in Phuket now 17 years. I came here from the South Pacific. So I spent nearly 20 years in the islands of the, the South Pacific, which was a... I think I've got a thing for islands. I, I think so. <laughs> now, Probably. now ending up in Phuket. So yeah, I spent some time in a place called Kiribati, which is in the Central Pacific. And then I moved up to the Marshall Islands, which at that time was a United States Trust Territory, and spent some years there. And then I spent 13 years in Fiji, which was just wow. ju- just fascinating. And, and that kind of set me up nicely for Phuket. Uh, same size, but different island, and, and, and very, very different um, scenario in Phuket to, compared to Fiji. But the one thing they both share is both beautiful places to live. Yeah, quite naturally, naturally uh, astonishing, right? Just, just beautiful, and I, and I think that for many of us that that live here, I mean, for me anyway, it was very, very much a deliberate choice. Not just Phuket, but also in the South Pacific, it was a choice. Uh, it was a lifestyle choice, mm-hmm. uh, rather than chasing the the, the big corporate uh, dollars uh, back home. My interest was was much more in the lifestyle, and and that's worked out well. Right. Okay. You were, um, or, or or are you still a, um, a a lawyer in Australia? Yes, I'm uh, a lawyer in Australia, and uh, also a lawyer in a, a couple of those Fiji Island countries I mentioned to you. In Thailand, um, a little bit different, a different jurisdiction, obviously, and obviously a different language. So lots of foreign lawyers in Thailand, but we're not Thai lawyers as such. Um, We all work closely with Thai lawyers. So here I'd be, I would call myself an Australian lawyer. Okay. So how does it actually work? Can you explain to the listeners how, how, how the dynamic works between a foreign lawyer giving advice and uh, and the, the the legal part being signed off by a Thai lawyer. How does it how does that work, John? Well, it's it, it's not really all that confusing. It's quite straightforward. Um, typically, our clients, typically English speaking or mm-hmm. speaking one of the European languages, um, they feel more comfortable in often times uh, dealing with a a foreign lawyer, someone who speaks the same language to them. So we will advise them on, on, on the various steps of the transaction that they're seeing us about, how they get to the, the end result that they're after. But every step of the way, we're guided. And when we start talking about Thai law or looking at Thai law, there we revert to our Thai attorneys. And so they do that stage. So in a typical transaction, uh, 
both the foreign lawyer is involved, if you like, in, in doing the contracts and dealing with the client, liaising, if you like. The Thai lawyers are involved in the things that you need Thai lawyers to do. You need Thai lawyers to deal with the, the Thai bureaucracy. You need Thai lawyers to understand and work their way around the, the, the various, if you like, permutations of Thai law. And we're very fortunate in the office that I'm at at the moment that we have very competent Thai lawyers that are also very fluent in English. And, and that's not so easy to find no. in my experience. No, no. So have you, have you always been involved in, in the uh, property transactions in, in Phuket since you came here? How, how, did, that, how did that come about? Well, it's it, it even before the well before I got here, I was heavily involved in resort property transactions in the Fiji Islands. So, and I I really enjoyed that. Um, and uh, after doing that work, and of course, I did property transactions there, but also many many other commercial criminal law. Did a lot of things there. The attraction with Thailand was after Fiji, I moved back to Australia for a few years and uh, I made the mistake of retiring. In fact, I was, I was 49 and I retired, which was a tad premature, Lyndon. But <laughs> You're uh, still, going on, indeed, still going strong now. <laughs> indeed, after, after a few years, I, I realized that, hey, I'm just not ready to, to, to retire, as it were. And I was looking through a a travel magazine, and I saw a photo of these gorgeous villas on a hill, and what it is was actually Ayara Surin. It was just mm. a photo of these villas at Ayara Surin, I thought to myself, that looks like just a beautiful environment to, to live in. Um, and basically, you know, a couple of months later, I was in Phuket looking to set up uh, a law firm. Oh, my goodness me. And that's, and that's all those years ago. That's right. That's nearly eighteen years ago wow. now. So, John, I know that you've got. Uh, I know you've got family here. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about your your daily routine, your daily life, how 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 that goes. Well, yes, I do. I mean, I've had a connection with Thailand for many many years. Um, so, I have three children. Two of them growing up, um, and their mother was Thai, um, and now I have a. A young boy, he's 10 years old. So that really um, gets me up in the morning and, and keeps me active through the day. So getting up, taking him to school. We've got wonderful schools here, Lyndon, mm -hmm. as you know. And there's, a, there's really a, a, a range of, of choices there and a, and a range of prices to, to suit. So that keeps me busy. Um, apart from that, there's always something to do work-wise. Um, never a dull a dull moment, as it were, Lyndon. Okay, all right. So, John, um, your your take on the on the property market and and uh, basically uh, what what you're seeing an upturn in and uh, and, a, and possibly downturn as well for for various sectors of the market. How uh, how do you see the market at the moment? Well, the market at the moment is particularly interesting, and so to put it into context, where. Um, just about we're three days away in Phuket from opening up to quarantine-free travellers. So that's a, a huge step for Thailand. And, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of watching how that's going to, to play out. I think it's timely, and it may well be the, 
the correct call, relate that to the property market. The property market, you would think, is in the doldrums in Phuket because we've essentially been closed off from the outside world for, for more than a year. That is not the case. I've seen a number of transactions, and I, and I myself have been reasonably active with um, dealing with transactions for clients, certainly for the last last six months. So what I'm seeing now is I'm seeing pent-up demand. I'm seeing people from outside Phuket, um, not only from Bangkok, and there is a, a growing market from there. People want to leave Bangkok and move here once again for lifestyle and quality of life reasons, I would think. But I'm also seeing overseas, I'm seeing the overseas market, and in particular interest, I'm seeing the American market picking up. And we've, we've never highlighted the American market as a, as a significant market for Phuket, either tourism or property. I'm seeing it in, in, in property now, and I, I'm getting inquiries from Americans who are interested in purchasing property, but not just Americans. I'm, I'm seeing them from all over. These are people that came into Thailand and did quarantine in the last few months. Um, so they're committed to Thailand, it, it would seem, and they're now looking uh, to buy something here. So I think that's going to play out. I think in the next few months, the property market looks set to take off. You'll be aware, Lyndon, that overseas, uh, the property markets in almost all the developed nations are booming. So it's really a problem of getting listings, not a problem of finding buyers. And I suggest that that will happen in Phuket, perhaps in the next six to nine months. We don't know, it's in the future, but we're seeing more interest uh, we're, we're getting more inquiries. Uh, I myself am also selling my own private residence and I'm seeing a lot more people coming through. So that indicates to me that things are happening now. This is when you say you're seeing a lot more people coming through both uh, personally and work-wise. This is through the domestic market at the moment where people are actually already here or they've been vaccinated, they've made the, they've made the quarantine um, regulations and they're moving around Thailand. I'm seeing it in the domestic market, both local and foreign. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing um, um, a, a newish development. I'm seeing Thais moving down here and buying. And on the little street that I am here, uh, I'm sitting in an estate above Surin Beach. Uh, there are three Thais that have purchased villas here in the last 18, 18 months. But I'm also seeing people coming in that are vaccinated um, and have still had to do quarantine, of course, and they're looking to set themselves up here. Uh, the ones I've spoken to, almost ex all of them were online. Their business is online. Mm -hmm. So they're what we call the digital nomads. Yeah, the, the, and yes. this is something that Thailand's looking at as a potential um, source of... Uh, people that would like to reside in Thailand um, and they can conduct their business online. People have been doing it here for years, of course, but now there tends to be a focus on it. And whereas in the past people tended to perhaps go to Singapore, um, they're looking at places like Phuket more closely now for that. Why? Lifestyle and smiling faces. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to touch on that actually, John, because in the last 15 years since... Uh, since we had the we had the tsunami many many years ago 
Phuket has always gone through its little ups and downs uh, politically and, and what have you. But w- w- the market has always come back. It's always bounced back, uh, you know, greatly. Um, wh- wh- what's the attraction of Phuket that you can see as a, as a, as a lawyer for the, for the outside world? Once again, it just comes down to location. You know, you talk about property and location's a big one and no, we can't move away from that. Why do they come and why do they want to buy here? Because the location, I mean, have a look. It, it, it's a beautiful place to, mm-hmm. to, to live and work. And so that's a big factor. People have had time during the pandemic to reevaluate where they're at in their lives, what they want to do, um, they're thinking of their families, perhaps thinking of their children's uh, education. And it's really, if there's one thing that the pandemic has done, it's caused many of us to reevaluate, yes. if you like, the status quo. Um, and that's something we're seeing globally with many, many hundreds of thousands of people. And the people that come to Phuket are no different. They, uh, they're coming here for the location and what it has to offer mm-hmm. them. There's not many downsides, Linda. No, no. Legal structures, John. Um, looking at how foreigners can buy, etc. cetera, uh, we, have, uh, we have the foreign freehold condominium title, etc. for people that want to buy apartments. And we also have the, uh, the 30-year leasehold uh, structure, etc. Can you tell me, is it really that difficult for foreigners to, to buy property in Thailand and, and should they feel it safe? Well, no, I mean, it's not difficult. Um, property is available and they, and they can buy it. But let's look at what they can own and what they can't and how do they do it. So you mentioned condominiums before. Yes, condominiums are a special category and, and that the... Uh, Thai government many years ago introduced legislation providing protection for condominiums such that in any condominium development, essentially 49 of the units are reserved for what we call foreign freehold. Foreigners can buy them and sell them. There's one thing they need to be very careful of there. They need to be able to prove they've brought the money into Thailand. So it needs to come offshore. The money needs to come from offshore and then they can uh, use that for their villa. They just need to keep a, keep a track of that. But that's an unusual situation because there's legislative, if you like, protection for buyers there in condominiums. For land-based property, landed property, um, it's a different scenario. Foreigners can own buildings. So the villa building um, will generally always be in the foreigner's name and it makes good sense to be in the foreigner's name an individual's name and not in a a company for a building for the villa building the land foreigners cannot own so foreigners have to comply with with thai law there the typical way to do it is to use trusted thai friends as investors to assist you with the with the land component Um, and to incorporate a Thai company to achieve that. Um, What many uh, buyers also do in that situation is they will themselves register, and we're talking about the land here, Lyndon, not Mm -hmm. the building. So for the land, they'll form a company to acquire the land and then register a 30-year lease on the title in the foreigner's name 
and put that on the title and the foreigner retains the title. So you've got reasonably good, prote- very good protection there, mm. In, mm. in fact. And so that's typically, if you look around Phuket at all the, uh, the uh, ultra villas and uh, high-end properties that are everywhere, 95% of them, that's how they own them, right. through a Thai corporate entity. Okay, okay. John, uh, is there any other, b- before we wrap up, is there any other sort of uh, legal um, pearls of wisdom, nuggets of gold that you could, uh, you could possibly offer? Well, Free it, of charge, of course, on the it's uh, not podcast. A, it's, it, it's not a scary environment for, no. um, for foreigners to buy property. Perhaps something that you're not familiar with can be a little, a little daunting. Um, what you need to do is you need to conduct due diligence on everything you're doing. You don't have the same, if you like, statutory mechanisms that we have in other countries like the UK or Australia or the United States, whereby the title to land is, is protected and secure. Here you actually need to investigate the title before you buy it. And so you're going to need most probably a lawyer to do that for you. So you need to do your due diligence um, on the on the property that you're that you're hoping to acquire, and the only other thing I'd make I, a lot of people come into my office and they want to buy a piece of land and build their build their villa, and I can see you raising your own. <laughs> <laughs> they, they want to do that, and and that's a wonderful thing, and I can understand the the enthusiasm to do that. I would just ask them: um, Is this something you do in your own country? Exactly that. Uh, now, if it is, then by all means, go ahead and do it. But if you wouldn't do it in your own country, there'd be reasons for that. Um, and maybe those reason, that reasoning should apply here also. The only reason I'm saying it is because it is a time-consuming, lengthy process. And as one owner who did that many years ago, after many years of construction and going through all of this, he said, John, I just want to get my life back. Yeah. I've got to sell it. So <laughs> more, 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 those people that come here to buy a piece of land, build a villa, they typically do that and they end up with a beautiful residence that they sell. Yes. Uh, maybe yeah. that's a yeah. it's, ma- it's maybe that's a happy ending anyway. It's broken their <laughs> heart on the on the journey through anyway. Okay, listen, John. Uh, time to wrap up. I'm afraid we've uh, we've 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 exceeded our time a little bit, but uh, this is certainly a subject that I'd like to revisit again. We've barely scratched the surface of this, uh, so I'd like to thank you very much indeed for your time today. Very much appreciated. And if we could come back again sometime and go through things with a little bit more detail, that would be fantastic. My pleasure, Lyndon. Thank you and delighted to do it. Thanks very much. The Phuket Property Podcast is brought to you by Prime Real Estate Phuket. If you're looking for property to buy or rent or looking to sell or rent your property, then contact Prime Real Estate at phuketprime.com. Phuket Podcast is hosted by Lyndon Phillips and produced by Shark Productions.